Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Uninvited Guests, the storied hotel podcast all about paranormal experiences in many, many hotels all over the world. My name is Steph Sanyadi, and I am your host. And today, we are talking about a very cool hotel in New Orleans called the Ritz-Carlton. Well, it's it's the Ritz-Carlton in New Orleans. Um, doesn't really have a specific name. Just that. That's it. Ritz-Carlton, New Orleans. Uh, before we get into all that, though, I just want to catch you up on my life a little bit, which I know you either love or hate because that's just the way podcasting works. Do you like personality or do you just like raw information? We'll find out. Tell me in your iTunes review. Let me know. Maybe I'll change my behavior to suit you. That could be fun. Um, I don't know if you guys follow me on all my platforms, but I've been working on a super exciting project for me. And, and this episode might be coming out way after it's launched, but I'm working on a, like a travel life. I'm, I'm working on changing my life into an entirely different place. And it's super exciting. And today I got merch designs back from my graphic designer and they're so freaking good. And I cannot wait to put them together. And it's just, I'm in this very optimistic, excited place. And I am thrilled to take you with me. I hope you'll come with me. Come be in my van. Live in my van. Not even my van. Here's the thing. I don't have a license, but my idea is to live on the road. So basically I need somebody to drive me around. That'll be Phil. If you guys follow me, you might know who Phil is. Phil is rad and irreplaceable. And, uh, I am very grateful. He's willing to taxi me around the entire planet. So, um, thank you, Phil. What I want to know from you guys, actually, tweet me, at me, do something, let me know uh, your ideas for how to decorate like a, like a van. How do you make a van cute? How do you make it livable? Because we're going to throw a mattress in the back, you know, one of those like, think of those 90s junker vans where it's like a lot of room in the back, like a moving van almost. So we're going to have a mattress back there, but how do we make it like a place we want to be? Should I put a shag carpet in? Maybe some beads, some crystals hanging in the window? I don't know. I don't know. Let me know. At me. Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Steph Sonyati, tell me. Tell me how to make a van cute. Um, moving on from that, I'm losing my voice. So I'm so sorry if you can hear the rasp. Uh, but, you know, can't help it if I got punched in the throat by a ghost. Because, you know, that's what happens when you play with the spirits. <laughs> that's what happens when you when you make a podcast about hotel ghosts. Suddenly they, they haunt you and they chase you and they punch you in the throat while you're sleeping. And then you wake up. Sounding like Macy Gray, which honestly is great. I love Macy Gray's voice. I sound nothing like her. I'm just wishing. Let me wish. Let me have my dreams, okay? Are you guys ready? Let's get into this hotel. So like I said at the beginning, we're doing the Ritz-Carlton in New Orleans. But before we actually talk about the hotel, I want to talk about New Orleans because I think it's one of the coolest cities in the world. I think the this the culture and, and all the richness and all the history um, there's a lot of pain there. I feel like it's a very painful place, which I think also, you know, heightens all the ghost experiences because a lot of people feel like it's an extremely haunted, extremely creepy place. And I think some of that comes from a misunderstanding of like voodoo and Haitian culture. But I mean, I'm not an expert, but I know that it's not evil. <laughs> and I, I, I hope that, you know, you'll just take my word for it, that it's not evil. Um, but a, a lot of the ghost stories that I've heard in my past um, center around that fear of the unknown and fear of that culture. So we'll kind of, we'll kind of see, you know, what ghosties I can find for you. I mean, I found some ghosties and I'm going to tell you about them, but it's a surprise. You'll have to see later. I've got some staff stories from the Ritz Carlton. Um, before that, like I said earlier, I do want to tell you about the hotel. Oh, wait, 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 wait. My whole segue was all about how, to, okay. 
you know what? How do you pronounce New Orleans? I'm pretty sure it's New Orleans. I think that every person I've ever heard that has ever lived in New Orleans has said New Orleans or New Orleans, really. Um, just like I would say Toronto instead of Toronto. You know what I mean? But, you know, I've also heard people say New Orleans. And, and that feels wrong to me. But just let me know. At me, at Storied Hotels. Let us know. Tell us. Tell Storied Hotels how you pronounce your city. But, you know, especially New Orleans. Because just, just give us some education. Give us some knowledge. Um, so this hotel, the Ritz-Carlton in New Orleans, opened in 2000. So it's not actually a very old franchise. It's not a very old, like, um, business. It's, it's not like it started as a hotel in the 1800s, right? But it's got the historic landmark like it has the historic richness of being in the Maison Blanche is it is it Blanche building I believe it's Blanche or is it Blanche <laughs> it's Blanche it's Maison Blanche I was just confused the Maison Blanche building is actually built on top of like a, a bunch of torn down buildings it's 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 kind of like this huge plot of land that occupies over two or not even 200 900 blocks of Canal Street over the past 200 years so it's just like a massive grounds and there's all this history and all these other structures that used to be there that were known to be very haunted. So think of like hauntings even before this hotel existed. The hauntings, if you listen to my Crescent Hotel episode, there was a paranormal expert I interviewed that talked about residual energy that existed in the ground and in the earth and in old buildings and in, in so much more than just, you know, oh, the hotel. There's things that were there before, right? There's so much old history. So over 200 years of other structures and, and things were occupying that ground before the Maison Blanche building was built there. And then before it was a hotel, it was something else. So it's very, very deep history and, and lots of mysterious unknowns back there. In general, New Orleans is known to be filled with spirits. And, and like I said towards the beginning, there's this very big fear of, of the voodoo culture and the Haitian culture. And it's, at least from my perspective and my outsider perspective and what I've heard people talk about it, especially in people of my background, there's a lot of like, ooh, voodoo, scary, evil, right? Um, and I, I think that's a misunderstanding. I think it's just another religion. And, and just like Christianity has its demons and its angels and its spirits and its ghosts, so does voodoo and so does that culture. Um, but and during Halloween, and, and again, I'm no expert on this, but if, if, you, if you know nothing like I do, what I've discovered is that uh, around Halloween time, there's this massive celebration full of like, music and culture and dance and food and celebration. And it's just, it's, it's kind of, I, I don't know, you can, you can find so much rich imagery online that's just like so evocative and so powerful and exciting. Um, and I, I think... There's, you know, there's some death imagery, right? But there's death imagery in all kinds of things. There's some creepy imagery in Christianity, okay? But we don't see it that way because we're taught not to, just, just from a subconscious level. Um, and I think we can find the same beauty in, in different cultures and things that we're not so used to. So, you know, maybe look into that that Halloween time during Halloween in New Orleans. Maybe, maybe make that your trip. Go stay at the Ritz-Carlton in New Orleans during Halloween. See what happens. See which ghosties you encounter. See what experiences you have. Um, the hotel actually made an interesting decision. I think a lot of hotels do this, but especially in a city that's so well-known for being spiritual and haunted, they opted out of having a 13th floor, which is very common, but they also avoided creating room 666. That's how I'm going to pronounce it for the rest of my life. If you pronounce it 666 instead of 666, we're going to have words and perhaps fisticuffs. Um, you know, now that I think about it, it's actually not that weird to avoid having a room 666. It's probably pretty standard. Um, but it made me feel special, and it made the hotel feel special when I read it. So we're just going to pretend that that's new information, okay? 
the point is, you know, you can avoid having a floor 13. You can avoid having a room 666. The ghosts are still there. Oh, you know, hold on. Wait. Avoid having a room 666. But the ghosts are still there. You know what I mean? So, you know, nice effort, you know, damage mitigation, you know, uh, harm reduction, whatever, responsible, smart, ghosts are still there. You didn't do that much. Harm reduction is great. doesn't fix the problem. Aside from the ghosties and the paranormal, there is an award-winning spa at this, this hotel with over 100 treatments. So just imagine, oh, here, oh, listen, hypothetical. Just, okay, you know what? We're going to write a movie right now. Here we go. Staying at the Ritz-Carlton. Go to the spa. Over 100 treatments. Rich divorcee. Live, uh, what is that? Uh, eat, pray, love kind of vibe. You know what I mean? In New Orleans, trying to discover some cool, wacky feelings. Something like that. Masseuse. Very handsome. Beautiful. Beautiful. Stunning man. Massage. Facial. Everything. All the good. All the good. You leave with the skin of an angel and the heart of an innocent. Okay. And it turns out, all along, the masseuse was a ghost. And then you fall in love and get married. Just like the prince from that other hotel. I don't even remember what the hotel was called, but it had a prince. And I think it'd be a great love story. Rom-com with ghosts. Why is this not happening? Cast Chris Evans in it? You've got a blockbuster. Let's do this. Anyways, okay. Great spa. You should see it. Over 500 rooms in this hotel. Think of, like, old buildings. I said this last time, too, I think in the last episode. Like, these old buildings are not that big. It's not a skyscraper. It doesn't have 50 million floors. It has a reasonable number of floors, but it has a hell of a number of rooms. I love those hotels that have smaller but very rich character rooms. I think that's really interesting to me. It is more of a luxury, you know, um, glamorous place. Uh, but it's, it's a very, it's a more modern understanding of that. Instead of like, oh, built in 1800s, made to be luxurious. This is a more modern understanding of that. And I think that's very cool. So check it out online, you know, if you want to see more touristy things, more hotel-y things. But I want to segue, zoom, zoom, into some ghosties now. Are you guys ready to hear some ghost stories? I've got three, and they're lit. Let's do this. I found these ghost stories on our website called spatravelgirl.com. Shout out to spatravelgirl.com. Thank you. Um, this article is written by Ava Roxanne Stritt, who did me the pleasure and privilege. And wait, she didn't really do that for me. Okay. I am very honored that I found her compiling this information so beautifully. So I'm just going to read her article and reflect on it with you. Not the article. I'm not going to read the article word for word, but I'm reading the stories because it's a recount and I think it's important to be accurate. So let's talk about that. We're going to first explore the story of Claudette Brave, I believe. It's B-R-E-V-E, Brave, Breve, Brevi, Breve. Maybe it's French. I can't pronounce French. I'm a small town Canadian gal. I speak farm, and I speak yeehaw, and I speak truck. I don't know how to speak French. Anyway, she's a senior concierge at the Ritz-Carlton in New Orleans, and we're going to read about her experience right here, Okay. The intrigue of our resident spirits seems to be an ongoing mystery. Over the years, I've encountered the same tale from different guests and fellow employees. I'm not the type to embrace such sightings, but I was very curious about the gentleman who resides on our club level. The silhouette is that of a taller gentleman wearing what appears to be a black suit and top hat, very much like the attire that was worn in the late 1800s. He usually appears between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. and contains himself to what is now the office area of the club level. Let's pause for a second here. Remember that the... Uh, hotel's only been in this building since 
uh, 2000. But, um, you know, and the building's been there a little bit longer, but the grounds themselves, 200 years of history. So this guy could be completely unrelated to the Maison Blanche building. This could be something entirely different. He could have been from some other structure, from 18, whatever, you know, because he looks like he's from that era. Um, and I think it's really interesting just to, just to reflect on the fact that he, like, you know, think of the spirit's understanding. If he's from the 1800s and this building is not, he must either be terribly confused or he still sees what was there when he was alive. I don't know. It's interesting to ponder. Let's resume the story. What makes it interesting is that the 900 block of Canal Street housed the Grand Opera House, a collection of Greek temple-like structures. The three original carnival organizations held their balls in the Opera House. With all that in mind, was our guest a patron or a carnival crew member attending a ball? Well, actually, I could have just finished the story and I would have had the same reflection because <laughs> the question is right there. Where is he from? What's he doing here? We also have two mischievous spirits, both of whom reside on the sixth floor. On more than one occasion, I have been told that two children love to play all night, jumping and bouncing on the bed. Every guest that has encountered the ghostly children mentions the bed moving and lots of laughter. The main complaint from guests on the sixth floor over the years is the lack of sleep. A few guests have opted to move to a different room on a different floor, and who can blame them? So that's the end of our dear Claudette's story, the senior concierge. She's got three different ghosties. Okay, but just imagine for a second here. You're laying in bed. Listen, all of us understand the terror that is ghost children, okay? None of us are under the illusion that ghost children are cute. None of us believe that. Annabelle made it very clear to us, ghost children and ghost dolls, no go, no thank you, okay? So imagine you're laying in bed. It's 3.33 in the morning because we love 3.33 on this podcast, okay? And you wake up to your bed shaking and the sound of children laughing in your ears. I don't think I would be pleased. I don't think I would be laughing with them. I don't think I would be there for more than five seconds after hearing that laughter. I'd be out the door, and I sleep naked, so I'd be arrested. And that would be a problem for everybody involved, okay? Anyway, thanks, Claudette. Love you. Thanks for your story. This is me acknowledging that my voice is leaving faster than I want it to, but I'm doing this anyway. We love a bit of Valley Girl. Whatever. Anyway, okay. <clears throat> okay, listen. We have another story that I'm going to get into right now. Here we go. <clears throat> Our next story comes from Daisy, I believe it's Sadurin. Daisy Sadurin. Listen, your name is really cool. I feel like you're right out of The Great Gatsby. Really appreciate your name. The Great Gatsby actually has a really good imagery uh, correlation to New Orleans in my head. You know, very 60s, luxury, whatever. Anyway, okay. Daisy is the spa director, so this story takes place in the spa. Maybe it's a handsome man ghost. Maybe not. I guess you're going to find out right now. She says, A little ghost girl enjoys the ladies' spa relaxation area and likes to let us know when she's around. I turned off everything in the lounge and was departing for the day. When I passed back through, all of the lights were on again. I was the only person in the spa, so I can only suspect that it's our little playful girl ghost. Other childish but ghostly happenings include flickering lights, the movement of spa oils, along with the opening and closing of doors. Okay, you know what? This little girl ghost has to be careful with the tea tree oil because I've made the mistake of applying that directly to my skin. Maybe that's how she died, okay? Because that is not pleasant. Don't put tea tree oil directly on your skin. Dilute it, you know, maybe dilute it with some olive oil or some coconut oil. If you're putting it on your face, dilute that shit. Putting it on your body, dilute that. Don't put it in bath water because your entire body will feel like mint chewing gum. And I can't explain it, but it's not pleasant. Maybe that's what happened. But maybe she just had the rosehip oil, put that everywhere and died of happiness. Because that, that is ecstasy. That is beauty. Okay. Rosehip oil. If you want to give me a present, 
bottle of that. Sign me up. I'm yours. Okay. Let's get back to the story. Sorry, Daisy. I just had to, you know, give some advice here. Okay. Don't put tea tree oil directly in your skin. This happens a lot when our therapists perform the Marie Laveau Voodoo Love Bath and Massage Service. Okay, you know what? We're going to have another note here. <laughs> Marie Laveau. If you guys have watched, okay, have you guys watched um, American Horror Story Coven? The correct answer is yes. If you said no, you're wrong. You need to watch it, especially if you like the imagery and the concept of New Orleans. That show, I think, gives a lot of the history and the and an understanding. I mean, I know it's about witches and there's magic, okay? But if you're interested in the, the understanding of, like, the magic and the voodoo and the racial conflict and, and all of that, that history and that tension and that pain that's in New Orleans, I feel like um, that season gives a slightly, I mean, it's a, definitely a fantastical take, but a lot of it has historical context and richness. Um, so I'd really recommend you watch that. And and I don't actually know what the Maison Blanche building looks like, to be very honest with you, but I, I feel like it might have been, that season might have been based, there's a structure that's very important to it, and I feel like that building might actually be based off of that, just, just, just based on the name alone, because it's this big white house. Um, whatever. Point is, watch American Horror Story Coven. That's like the third season, I think. Really worth it. Even if you just like horror, watch it. Good shit. Okay, anyway. Um, it's just interesting to me that it's a Marie Laveau voodoo love bath and massage service, because that woman, if I'm remembering correctly, was cool as hell. To finish up the story, you know, we're going to read the rest of her thoughts. There's... Two whole sentences. I'm sure you're very excited. When the spa first opened, massage therapists used to dust the rooms with white sage to ward off the spirits. Now they allow them to join us in our day-to-day activities. Okay, you know what? That, to me, supports the movie plot of a, a handsome masseuse man that you can fall in love with that is a ghost. Let's wrap that into our next story. This one is from Eddie Varner, a massage therapist. Look at that. Maybe Eddie Varner's the ghost. Eddie Varner sounds like a rom-com name. Okay. Eddie Varner's story is as follows. It was late one evening, and I was the only person in our 22,000-square-foot spa. Oh, this man's a writer. He was being descriptive. Okay. I was doing a final walkthrough, and I stepped into room 15. I heard someone whisper my name, so I stepped into the hallway. No one was there. Have you guys ever actually experienced that? I was sitting in a restaurant with my mom once. It was this old Irish pub. She was sitting across from me. We were having soup for lunch. We love soup. You should have soup today. Consider me manifesting soup in your life that was what that was okay point is there was nobody near us empty 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 nobody goes to the pub for lunch people go to the pub for beer after dinner but listen she out of nowhere jumped and was like oh my god somebody just whispered my name in my ear and her name's Catherine Catherine's such a creepy name to whisper Catherine like fuck like no no don't whisper that to me point is that's what this guy experienced have you experienced that at me at Storied Hotels, let us know. Have you experienced that? It's creepy. I hope you don't. Hope you never did. Not cool. Anyway, there was nobody in the hallway. As I walked back into the room, my feet were thrown out from under me, and I landed on the ground. Goosebumps covered my entire body, and I could not wait to close up and go home. Recently, I was conducting a couple's massage in room 16 when the other therapist's stool began to roll around the table. It was all we could do not to run out and leave our guest on the table, but we knew that the little girl ghost meant no ill will. And that is the end of our dear Eddie Varner's story. Eddie Varner, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. I like your name. I'm going to steal your last name from my movie. You don't, you don't get to sue me. Please don't. Um, 
thank you, <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> and thank you, Ava or Ava, Roxanne Stritt, for compiling these stories. I appreciate that. Um, I think it gives you a good understanding of the kind of energy you can expect at the Ritz-Carlton in New Orleans. It's, it's not oppressive. It's more playful. You know, I don't think any of these ghosts that we, we just read about were mean. Even, even the man on the club level that's wearing the tall hat, like, she didn't say that he hurt anybody or that he did anything or made her feel uncomfortable. She just saw him, you know, and then most of them are children. And I think it's interesting that this hotel is full of children ghosts because that implies some kind of high children concentration area. You know what I mean? Like, what was it? Was there a school there? Who knows? I'm sure there's records. We should, we should, find, we should find out. You know what? How about you do this? This is your homework. Research the 900 block of Canal Street, okay? And let me know, at Storied Hotels, at Steph Sanyati, what are the other structures that existed there, and where do you think these children came from? I don't, I don't know, and I want to know. And obviously, I could do the research myself, and I will. But I just want to talk to you guys. So let's have that conversation. Thank you for listening to these stories. I had a lot of fun. Make sure to check out storytotels.com, storytotels on Instagram, on Twitter, and find me at Steph Sanyati on any social platform. Sanyati is spelled S-A-N-J-A-T-I. I know that's weird, but it's true. Um, and uh, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I have been launching my new travel stuff, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's probably already launched at this point, so you know, check out my socials, find the links, and maybe you can be a part of that in a greater way, because we got all kinds of Patreon stuff happening, all kinds of exclusive content, all kinds of insider knowledge that you can get. Be our friend. We love you. I will see you again. Thank you for joining us on Uninvited Guests, and I will see you again very soon. Bye-bye.